We are back. Yes, we are back. Sports with a Z and a T presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by Saving Face Barbershop up at Saratoga Springs, Mohawk Honda, and Johnstone Supply in Troy. Uh, we did take a full week hiatus last week. Taylor did a quick show two weeks ago while I was in the process of moving. As you can tell by my backdrop, it has changed. I am in the house. I am in the brand new man cave that just got finished last night. Pretty sick. Got a pretty awesome setup in here. I'm pretty excited, but this is the backdrop forever for you guys now. So uh, like it, you got a Penn State flag and an Eagles flag right next to each other. I mean, and a nice, a nice puke green hue. Uh, yeah, those change. I have the LED lights, <laughs> but I put I put the green because I mean, obviously, this week we have a little bit of a sports with a Z and a T battle that. Is probably going to be pretty one-sided, but one well, uh, battle helps, nonetheless. Man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah if, if we lose to the Colts, um, first of all, I'm never doing this show again. Uh, uh, second really of all, I was really hoping that you're going to go into it undefeated and we could take your streak away, but I guess the commander saw to that. So you know what? I'll I mean, settle for giving you your second loss. You know the thing about, the, and we're, we'll get into it obviously in a little bit, but my, you know. I'm at peace with the loss simply because one, we played so unlike us poorly and still had a chance to win. Um, second, I think it's good to get a bad game out of the way now rather than later. And three, um, I just think that the refs absolutely uh, screwed us over on that one. So um, with the, missed face mask and the roughing the passer on the last play of the game, which just both absolutely ridiculous calls. Um, but I digress. Uh, Taylor, you did a great job, sir, uh, filling in for me um, in the one week. And then obviously we took a break last week and now we're in it for the long haul. We're in it for the long haul. And uh, a lot's, ha- I mean, a lot's happened. Um, the world really series talked. ended. Um <laughs> I left you all with a uh, hope of a World Series title. <laughs> um, that unfortunately did not happen. Um, you, you know, I'm proud of them, though. I think this year they are going to you know, get some guys that are the favorites to land Trey Turner. I think that would be huge for the Phillies. Maybe get another bullpen arm, uh, get another starter. They're in on Carlos Rodon as well. But I'm proud of the Fightins. I really am because at one point they were second last place in the division. They had fired Girardi. They were seven games under 500 and looked like a lost year. Uh, Rob Thompson came in, turned it around. They are National League champions for 2022 and that's not something to discount they just ran into um what we both believe to be the best team in baseball all year i mean you you and i both said it i mean they cheated they definitely cheated um again uh, framber valdez and his sticky stuff that he don't even get me started but you know what i'm you know we're we're just gonna move on uh college football taylor and Oh, oh, that's the right. Craziness. I, I, we missed a lot of craziness in college. Missed a lot of craziness. Uh, Bama's falling <laughs> out of the race. We were yeah. beating Ohio State with 10 minutes left and completely fell apart. Um, so that's fun. Um, but they're cracking the top, close to the top 10 again, Penn State. Um, uh, weird top four. Very <laughs> weird top four that we're going to get to. Three of the teams you can expect. 
The fourth team, I don't think people are, you know, thinking it's kind of it's not as bad as Cincinnati, but I think it's still a team that I have no, reservations about. And we'll get to that. Um, not but, as bad, but still, mm-mm. not as bad as Cincinnati. But like I said, still got some concerns here. Uh, let's look at last week's scores, Taylor, and um, <clears throat> not a whole lot of chaos last week. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, a lot of the top teams handled their business. Uh, Georgia Manham handled Mississippi State. Ohio, uh, Ohio State ditto with Indiana. Michigan ditto with Nebraska. Um, probably the big game of the week and the team that we had been mentioning, TCU, they beat Texas. The fact that Texas was ranked is just ridiculous to me. Um <laughs> 17 to 10, they squeak by there. Tennessee handles Missouri. Oregon gets upset by Washington. I think that is a um, of note because Oregon, as a one-loss team, was really looking like they might be pushing uh, to potentially represent the Pac-12. That did not go as planned. Um, LSU squeaks by Arkansas, and all of a sudden, they're coming in hot at number uh, six in the nation. Bama beat Ole Miss, a good game, but Bama, it's almost unrealistic that Bama would make the college football playoff now. It's crazy. Same with Clemson. With a one-loss ACC team, uh, they beat Louisville, but they had a bad loss while we were while we were off, and they uh, they are finding themselves on the outside looking in. UCLA gets upset by Arizona. They are out of the college football playoff race. Utah beat Stanford, Wake Forest. Uh, loses to North Carolina. My Penn State Nittany Lions shut out Maryland. We're not rivals, Maryland. Stop acting like we are. Um, really, outside of that, uh, oh, NC State. That's right, NC State got upset by Boston College. Uh, so a lot of good games. <clears throat> a lot of good games. Uh, but let's let's look at the new playoff rankings here, Taylor, because I think that's where the conversation needs to be had. Georgia, uh, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU round out the top four. Now, that's not a change. um, That is not a change from last week, but we haven't had a show in two weeks, and that is a big change from uh, when we last had a show together, Taylor. Tennessee at five, LSU at six, USC at seven, Bama eight, Clemson nine, Utah 10, Penn State 11, Oregon 12. Those are probably all the teams um, that will be playing on uh, New Year's Six Bowls. So that is why I give you the top 12. Uh, so, Taylor, Georgia expected, right? And, and I think yep. both you and I agree they're <clears throat> one of the two best teams in the nation. We said that off the rip this year. I, I, I thought, I believe, going into the year that Georgia – um, was not as good as Bama. I think we all thought mm-hmm. Bama was going to be big bad Bama this year. Um, but the do. other team, the uh, the team that I think not enough people are still talking about is Ohio State. I think Ohio State on four, and it kills me to say this, but they're the most complete team. They are the most complete team with a whole heck of a lot of weapons on offense. And I think this might be the year that. Ohio State finally does it. I think they're a much better team than Michigan. I think Michigan might be a false number three, and we're about to find out in two weeks. Um, Not saying it's not going to be a good game because, you know, the game is always a very good game. But I think Ohio State is significantly better than Michigan. And then TCU. (laughs) TCU at four, uh, representing the Big 12. 
Um, you know, you got to put them in there because they're 10 and 0, very good defensively. They have some big wins on their schedule. But I look at TCU at four, and then I have Tennessee there at five, and it's almost laughable that TCU is ahead of them. Yeah, I mean, if if you look at the top, um, the one thing that they they have in common is is the big old fat goose egg in the loss column, um, and so I think that that's going to ride true. Unfortunately, that's just how it is. It's it's you know tried and true with the committee. At one thing above all is wins, um, and TCU doesn't really play anyone, which is the problem. Um, but you know, they're going to play Baylor next week. We'll see if they can make it past them. And if they do, and they went out and they win the big 10 or the big 12 championship. Yeah. I mean, they're probably going to be in there at that four spot. Like you could probably make a justification that with the eye test, if you look at Tennessee or, 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 or LSU even, um, that they might be better, but I mean, the committee values wins. Like it's just the facts. Like if they, if they go undefeated, they're going to be in and, Someone else might get in too. The the problem, the, what's going to really determine it is when um, Ohio State and Michigan play each other, obviously. So one of them is going to come out with a one loss. Does that one loss drop them out? But at that point, there wouldn't be any more undefeated teams. So there would be a one loss team somewhere in there. And then that's when the, the fireworks start. If TCU I'm, wins out, I should say. I, I mean, it, <laughs> if these four undefeated teams end up losing, um, I, I think Ohio State will win out. I, I think they'll beat Michigan and inevitably win whoever the sorry excuse of a team they have to play in the Big Ten Championship in the Big Ten West because the Big Ten West just is not good. And it, it's another reason why the Big Ten needs to restructure itself because you have the four best teams in the entire conference in the same division, and it just – it, it, it's awful because as of right now, Ohio state would be playing Purdue in the big 10 championship game. So um, not great for them. Uh, but you, but you bring that up and, and it's so damn interesting because like say Ohio state beats Michigan goes on and wins the big 10 championship. Michigan sits there with the one loss. You can't really hurt them that much for losing to Ohio state, especially if it's a close game. You have Georgia. Say Georgia and Tennessee. I, I don't. I don't even know if this is possible. I have to. I have to look at the standings a little more. Um, but say Georgia and Tennessee meet in the Big Ten champion or Big Ten championship SEC championship game. Tennessee beats Georgia. Georgia has one loss, and it's in the SEC championship game. Tennessee has a win, and you know, is SEC champions, they're obviously going to... I think LSU would be the team that Georgia would play. Yeah, I'm looking it up now because, to to be fully honest with you, I do not know the SEC structure um, very well. two divisions, East and West. So, yes, Georgia Georgia and Tennessee is in the same. So it would be, as of right now, it's Georgia-LSU. It could be Georgia-Bama. The chaos that could potentially happen... What if LSU wins and beats Georgia? Like what happened? Or Bama. Or Bama. Or Bama. So say LSU or Bama make a pick. Beats Georgia. Well, Bama with the two losses. But they're SEC champions. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. But they're SEC champions. You're putting the SEC champion in. Bama is in or LSU is in. Georgia is in. Tennessee sitting there with one loss with a win against the SEC champion. Would be out. Would be out? 
No. So, so <laughs> that, that, that's, this is where it gets interesting. Because the Ohio State's so, going to be in there. And then I guess if TCU right. doesn't so, lose. So are you kicking out the undefeated Big 12 champion? Are you kicking out the one loss, non, or a one loss Michigan? Like this is probably this is setting up to be one of the most chaotic college football playoff scenarios <clears throat> ever because of the fact one that Bama's might be in the picture but probably isn't uh, isn't as of right now if isn't as of right now but could throw themselves in the yeah. only constant is really Georgia and Ohio State and that's not even locks I mean Michigan could easily beat Ohio State if Michigan beats Ohio State then you have a one loss Ohio I mean it's the same thing right yeah. This is I, so. I still think the wins are going to prevail. So, like, if if TCU gets in there undefeated, I don't think they're going to be. I think they're going to be in there. And even if like you you'd have to you'd have to keep Bama because in that scenario we were talking or LSU whoever is the SEC champion, you'd keep Georgia, you'd keep Ohio State, and then Michigan would be on the outs if TCU wins out. Here's here's the thing that I always go back to with when it comes to the college football playoff conference championships matter they should matter whoever yep. wins it so if georgia sits there and loses to lsu or bama okay you're probably gonna have to put in two sec teams um mm-hmm. which leaves ohio state probably as the big 10 champion or michigan yep. for conversation state sake and you're probably gonna have to make the tough decision of is it going to be TCU or Tennessee? And to your point, if TCU goes undefeated, is Tennessee probably the better team? Yeah, but TCU has a conference championship and Tennessee doesn't. So I think that's where yeah. you're going to see TCU in, like you said. Exactly. Yeah. I, th- I think that's how it's going to go. Um, I, I do- always prioritize. If I were on the committee, I always prioritize the Big Ten you know, a Big Ten championship, an SEC championship. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, not so much the Big 12 this year because it's just such, <laughs> a, such a weak conference, but conference championships do matter. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and that's why it's going to be more interesting, I think, once we, it's expanded and then we don't have to worry. Like, the, the winners this, of everyone will go in. And, and this is why the conference, uh, the, the college football playoff needs to expand because this is a ludicrous conversation that we should not have to have. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, and uh, and uh, going back, Ohio State is fun to watch, at least. Uh, like, I, I will, I like, I, Marvin Harrison Jr., he's ridiculous. He's going to be a stud. I mean, yeah, pretty good pedigree, ridiculous. but. Um, but yeah. I mean, I, I can't wait till he's in the league. I, I would love for him to be on the Colts like his daddy, but I doubt that. No, you never know. You but need a quarterback. You might be using a quarterback in that, in that, in that draft. So. so I would think um, so. Maybe. <laughs> well, maybe. We'll see. Um, looking at this week's slate of games for the Penn State fans out there, we do play Rutgers. Um, Penn, State, Penn State goes in as 19-point favorites. They should handle Rutgers rather easily. Rutgers is Rutgers. Um, Illinois takes on Michigan. Don't discount that game. Illinois is pretty good this year. Not great. Um, they are four and three in the Big Ten, but they are seven and three. That could be a stingy game at the Big House for Michigan, especially if Michigan's not really looking at this week. They're looking at next week. Um, watch, Michigan's keep an eye on that. Michigan by eight, nine. Yeah, Michigan's got to handle their business against Illinois. But if they're looking towards next week, it could 
be a bit of an interesting game. Uh, TCU heads to Baylor. I mean, keep an eye on that. TCU only two and a half point favorites. What what do the betters know? Because that's not a big line against a six and four team in Baylor. Baylor is known to upset people. Mm. So keep yep. an eye on that. Uh, keep an eye against uh, for Alabama playing Austin Peavy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> there's not there's not even a line on that one. Um, <laughs> not yet, yeah. No, it's, um, it's it'll be. A lot of <laughs> um, let's see what else. Oh, you got Georgia and Kentucky. Ohio State takes on Maryland. Clemson, Miami, Cincinnati, Temple. Uh, Tennessee takes on South Carolina, USC and UCLA. That'll be a good one. LSU mm. takes on UAB. Um, LOL. Yeah, I love how this is statement weekend. I love how this is statement weekend, and you got Alabama playing Austin PV and LSU playing UAB. <laughs> love that. Love that for them. Um, and Utah, Oregon should be a good game. Uh, so some big games, but obviously <clears throat> big-time college football ramifications for the playoff is going to be next week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not, big not time. this week. It'll be, it'll, be, it'll be the game next week. Yeah, big time. Um, so let's toss away our college football talk for now. Uh, a lot, lot going on. However, we also have a lot going on when it comes to our NFL talk. And let's recap week 10, which, um, God, oh, heartbroken, <laughs> heartbroken. We're not undefeated. We'll get there, though. Um, the Panthers and the Falcons played in a hurricane. That was a horrible game to watch, <clears throat> but yeah. um, Panthers won that one. Uh, the, Buccaneers, the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers take – uh, be, uh, excuse me, Seattle out in Munich. Um, I'm kind of over these foreign games, these overseas <laughs> games. Hey, and like them singing our songs. No, yeah, for for them Sweet to Caroline say America has no culture. Here's Europe zero. singing our songs in a football game know. in 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 Europe. Um, no, I just they interviewed a bunch of guys, and you know, they interviewed a guy before the game it was a fan and obviously they're for some reason obsessed with brady over there um <laughs> but he's wearing a patriots tom brady jersey and he's talking about oh tom brady uh, he, he couldn't speak english and uh all he would say was like oh yeah tom brady he's gonna win he's a good guy um is he the only guy you know because quite honestly, he's not really a good guy. Um, <laughs> I say that about Brady. He's not really the greatest dude. Um, but it was just like, I'm, I'm over it. I get you're trying to expand the brand, but we don't need Europe for NFL to be the most successful sport in this country. Um, no, well, yeah, but they want more money, 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 money. So that you hear they're going to Spain. They're probably going to go to yeah. Other I heard too. I heard China's on the table in the future. Yeah, I don't know about that. We'll see. China, China, um, China. <sighs> gotta love it. God love it. I would love to see a football game in China. I think that would just be comical to me. I think that would be absolutely hilarious to watch. Um. Uh, 
Vikings Bills, Taylor. Uh, holy cow. Um, see, even though the Vikings beat the Bills, like I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced with the Vikings <laughs> because the Bills threw this game away. I, I mean, all Josh Allen had to do was take the snap to kneel and move forward. I, I mean, the Bills blew this one. And that's more of a concern about the Bills. And you and I have talked about this all year. And it's why both you and I do not have the Bills in our Super Bowl predictions is because clearly um, this team lacks um, critical moment thinking. I don't know if that's the best way to put it, but it seems like every big moment where they need to take care of business, they don't and they screw up, they turn the ball over or mismanage the clock. Josh Allen's turning the ball over at the worst possible times, and it seems like this team is missing Brian Dable a little bit. I mean, it's it's very much possible. I think that they rely too heavily on Josh Allen, so sometimes he feels like he has to do... Yeah, they kind of need a running back. You're, You're not going to win football games, especially come playoff time, without a running back. I mean, the thing is, he played well in the beginning of the day. I just think he, he kind of ran out of gas because Singletary, I, I think he – yeah, I mean, in the first half, he had two touchdowns. Um, he only ran for 47 yards, and, and Josh Allen led the team in rushing with 84. Yeah, you got to have a guy who can, like, get chunk yardage um, uh, through the ground and not have to have Allen throw the ball freaking 43 times every every single game because he is making mistakes. Um like critical ones and just dropping the ball in the end zone, basically. Ugh. But I do want to give the Vikings credit because they played a hell of a game. They were down. They, they, they fought all the way back. Justin Jefferson had just a ridiculous catch. Just ridiculous. oh yeah, catch of the year, catch of the year. It's catch of the freaking century. Like it was, it was, it was awesome. Like I don't know how understand how physically fact that he's on my fantasy. That. The fact that he's my keeper in my fantasy. Oh my god, I love him. He's I in really my do love. Him. I have him in the dynasty league. And even though the Eagles are the best team in football, I will still never forgive Howie Roseman for taking Jalen Rager. I mean, still, yeah, if you had, uh, you wouldn't have had to trade for uh, AJ Brown. If you yeah, that, that that that's the thing, though. It's like what. What else would have been different? Because Carson Wentz was still the quarterback. Doug Peterson was still the head coach. Like, so much would have probably – I mean, who knows, right? So I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe throwing to Jefferson would have helped Carson Wentz enough to not be terrible. I don't know. He's about to lose the starting job for a third straight team um, yeah. if he didn't I mean, already. They just play better with Heineke. Like, it really seems do. like they're just, they're just way more they're spirited – they yeah. just seem to be better fundamentally sound on both sides of the ball with Taylor Heineke, at quarterback, and it makes no sense. Because this is yeah. – I mean, and I know we're not at the Eagles yet, but, I mean, that's the same commander's team that the Eagles beat by 20-plus points earlier in the season. Yeah, they uh, sacked Carson Wentz, what, nine times in that game? Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. It's like Tyler Heineke doesn't, doesn't do that. He doesn't hold the ball too long. He doesn't – like he gets the ball out or he moves, he's he's kind of mobile. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, makes, makes zero sense, zero <laughs> sense. Um, yeah, don't even get. <laughs> We're getting there, Taylor. Don't get me angry yet. Um, the Bears and the Lions. Oh my. Um, <laughs> hey, I mean, the Bears may be terrible, but Justin Fields, man, he is. <laughs> He is turning the corner and is quickly becoming the best quarterback out of last year's class. 
I mean, he's at least becoming Lamar Jackson 2.0. Don't know if he can really throw the ball all that well from the pocket. But, you know, he makes it work. I mean, they lost the game, but he has been, like, he ran for Well, that's because the the Bears are just simply may be talent-wise outside of Fields, the worst team in football. And for fantasy, God, whoever kept Fields, like, more power to you. You kept him through his bad shit, and and you, you, you're reaping the reward here. when Keeper, my keeper league is two quarterback, and I had Fields. I traded Trevor Lawrence for Justin Fields earlier in the year and, like, really started to regret it. Like, he was, I was close to dropping Fields. Now I have Fields and Lamar Jackson. You got pretty pretty good two, two two quarterbacks who are their team's best running back as well exactly well for over the last five weeks do you know who leads the league in rushing the, our, uh, justin fields justin fields yeah yeah he has two he has 300 yards in two games it's ridiculous yeah he has 555 yards oh on the yeah. seat it's ridiculous um let's see here uh titans and the Bron- the broncos are just Awful. The the Broncos. I, I I have no more words. Did you know that the if the Broncos scored more than seventeen points in every game this year, they'd be eight and one. <laughs> yeah, because their defense is awesome. Their defense but, is incredible. Well, I mean, they they also traded away um, Chubb, but um, still very good. It's uh, still good. Yeah, I mean, you know, holding the Titans at only seventeen. But yeah, no, the Broncos the Broncos offense is trash and Russell Wilson is broken. He just does not look like the same person. Like, system quarterback. Completely he, different. He was a system quarterback. He was but, a like, system he made quarterback. ridiculous throws before. And I just don't understand how he can't make those same throws now. And, and that's the thing. Like, yeah, I, I get it. Jerry Judy got hurt. But, like, the idea of Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton is no different than DK Metcalf and, and, and Tyler yeah. Lockett. Yeah, Cor- uh, Cortland Sutton had a ridiculous catch on Sunday, too. Sutton should be balling out this year, and he's not. I don't know if you saw that, but, yeah, he was, like, on the ground, and somehow he kept it off the ground. Um, yeah, it was, it was an awesome catch. Uh, Chiefs, obli- yeah. Chiefs obliterated the Jaguars. Shocker. Um, Dolphins handed it to the lifeless Browns. The Giants beat the Texans. The Steelers beat the Saints. The Eagles now have the – Fourth overall pick if the draft were today. Um, Shout out to Tua and the the Dolphins. They look dangerously good on offense. And their defense is not too shabby either. But Tua is having himself a year. I'll say that. Uh, the 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 Jeff Saturday led Colts beat uh, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. I didn't even have um, to talk about that because we didn't do a show yet last week, so we didn't talk about this at all. Yeah, we haven't. Right we right haven't. Right. It, it's bizarre. Um, very bizarre situation it. coming out of Indianapolis over the past week or so. Obviously, with the firing of Frank Reich, leading to Jim Irsay going outside the building to bring in somebody that doesn't have any coaching experience outside of high school who didn't even have a winning record last year on his high school team and brings him in to be the head coach for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, Obviously, that turned a lot of heads, stirred the obvious controversy. If you live under a rock, this is the first time you're hearing about it. 
I, I don't know what to tell you, but obviously that was the talk of the town all the second half of last week. And, um, you know, all the expectation was that the Colts were going to go in into Las Vegas with Sam Ellinger at quarterback and that they were going to get crushed. Um, Jeff Saturday said enough is enough and we're going to start Matt Ryan, which I mean, I guess was good enough to beat the worst team in football, which is the Raiders, but um, they're not the worst team. The Houston's the worst team, but the Raiders are close. If Houston played Las Vegas right now, I would take Houston. It would depend have a- on the home field, but I'm, I'm Michael the Raiders. <clears throat> um, but uh, credit to credit to the Colts for beating the Raiders, I guess. I mean, I don't know if you really want. I mean, you're the Colts fan, so speak on this as you will. But in my mind, I don't want to be winning football games right now if I'm a Colts fan. Well, probably not, and we probably shouldn't be. But I think the <laughs> hope of the matter is that we are not terribly far behind in the division. It's not like we're like two and seven; like we're not. We're we're four, whatever, three, five. You're four, five. You're four, five, four, five, and, five one. and one. One game out of five hundred. Only like two or th- maybe three games now back of the Titans. Um, you're two and a half. The Colts. Um, yeah, or the tight. The Titans are six and three. Yeah. So. I mean, it's still attainable. Um, obviously, we we fucked up our, our whole division record by playing all of our division games, like almost all of them, in the first five weeks when we still had Reich and it wasn't working out. Um, yeah, I really don't care uh, about the wins and losses. Like, I I would love for him to like Jeff Saturday and the Colts to go on a streak and like be competitive and maybe push for a playoff spot. I know that like, you know, with Matt Ryan here, he's not the future and you need to draft a quarterback. And I don't know how they do that. If they loot fall too far in the draft, maybe if they trade up for it. But um, the fact of the matter is it, at least it's a fun product to watch now because how they were like the Patriots game was nauseating to watch. Yeah. And I, I didn't that see that game. I was literally moving that weekend, so I really didn't get to see a whole lot of football that weekend. Um, but the game that I do torturous. know, that it I do know, the torturous. Patriots murdered them. It was it like could not move the ball, couldn't do a damn thing. Um, and then you get Jeff Saturday in, and suddenly the offensive line, I know it's the Raiders, but suddenly the offensive line is playing a little bit closer to what we expected them to play. We finally took out. Matt Pryor, which I God knows why Frank Reich would not take him out, but we took him out, put Will Fries in, and lo and behold, the offensive line got better. Will Fries played well. It's almost like the entire fan base was screaming at Frank Reich to take him out of the game because he was costing us games every week. But I digress. <laughs> it's just it's things like that where like it's like the obvious choice, and Saturday came in and made it. Switching back to Matt Ryan, obviously Ellinger is not ready. And Matt Ryan is he? I don't think I don't Sam Ellinger will ever be ready. Let's be Maybe clear not. about that. Maybe not. <laughs> is 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 Matt Ryan uh, mobile? No, but he does have a longer run than a bunch of running backs that I can name, including Miles Sanders, um, with that forty-yard uh, uh, run uh, scramble he had on th- uh, Sunday. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm down to win games. JT looked good. Jonathan Taylor had broke his first long run, 66-yard house call. It was awesome, um, and we were missing that. We hadn't had that once all this season. Going back to last season, since Christmas, 
or, or the Patriots game where he he ended the game on a long run. It was just nice to see Jonathan Taylor kind of be himself one for the thing, first time since week one. The one thing I will say about the hire of Jeff Saturday is that the offensive line will definitely be ripped if I mean, they do not play up to the Hall of Famer standards. That, that is, <laughs> I, and, and honestly, I think that's part, a lot of the reason why he was literally brought in because – because if you look at the Colts, their defense has been top 10 all year. It's good. The defense is good. Um, damn near great at times. The one problem the team had was the offense. And the one problem the offense had, well, not the one problem. We, we all know Matt Ryan's noodle arm. But he has the intelligence to at least make the right play usually. Um, some dumb interceptions here and there. But all of that is mostly stemming from the fact that he's getting pressured all the time for the offensive mm-hmm. line and that Jonathan Taylor couldn't run the ball because of the offensive line. And so when you are one dimensional, you can't run the ball. You can't protect your quarterback. You can't ha- have offense. So the one thing you needed to fix was the offensive line. So you bring in Jeff Saturday to be like, you bitches better play <laughs> up to the standard of my hall of fame center career and whip him in the shape. And I think he's, I mean, the Raiders game he did. I, I, I can't say that it will continue next week. I hope it will, but and, and it'll be a good test to see like if they are gonna play up to like the standard of you know the highest paid offensive line. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, uh, you have a little bit of a different task ahead this coming week. We will get to that. Um, how about them cowboys, huh? Um, bunch <laughs> of losers. You oh, bunch of man. bums. Oh, you let the Packers come back and beat them. I love it. I love it. I love it for them. Um, this is not a good team. I, like, look, I know they're 6-3. and three. I know a lot of people think that the Cowboys might be giving the Eagles a run for their money in the division. But to be honest with you, the Cowboys have not proven to beat any teams that are – of any substance in the NFL this season and they lose games that they're supposed to win. I I mean, this Packers, first of all, they were up 28 to 14 with about eight minutes left in the game. Um, Let the Packers come back and tie and then inevitably lose in overtime. But this is a Cowboys team that look, the strength was supposed to be, uh, you know, your rushing attack. You can't run the football. You can't rely on Dak that much either um he's be quickly becoming one of those quarterbacks that he's you need to have a good run game and a strong defense to be able to win football games with Dak is certainly not somebody that can put a team on his shoulders and take him to the promised land and you're seeing that this year and there's questions about you you know and obviously Jerry Jones is gonna sit there and say Dak's our guy and (laughs) (laughs) that's a really good Jerry Jones impression I've heard it enough over you know my 28 years of life um but like Cooper the stats are there and the more impressive wins the Cowboys have were with Cooper Rush under center not Dak Prescott I mean, it's starting to quickly build. It's almost like the Carson Wentz-Jalen Hurts conversation from a couple years ago where it's starting to be split, and you're starting to see the team play better with one, but the refusal to acknowledge it and start the other was affecting the team. It's almost like that's what's going to happen with the Cowboys, although Jerry Jones is a different kind of owner, and you're not changing his mind. Listen, listen. If Zeke is still out there when Tony Pollard is balling, 
uh, there's no way that Dak is not gonna be the starter going forward and forever right. more until he Correct. until he leaves. But um, that being said, you said <laughs> the thing is, you said like, oh, if the the, the you have to have a good running game and a good defense um, in order they, to win with Dak, they're supposed to. They're supposed to. That's what the, the whole point is. And I mean, Tony Pollard ran for a, a 115 yards and a touchdown. Um, so he he's you know, holding up the bargain on his end, right. um, the defense, you know, it should be. Pollard's been great. And and, and you and I have said this countless times on the show that Pollard is much better than Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, yeah, it's obvious. Every time he touches the ball, like when they give him a whole workload, he gets 100 yards like every time. And Zeke, you know, mm-hmm. barely scrapes 60 half the yep. time. Um, yep. The defense should be the best in the NFL. Like the Cowboys have a really good defense. I, I do believe that. Um, and just letting the Packers come back, especially the Packers, where they've been on a, what, four-game losing streak it was. They lost to the likes of, like, the Jets, the Giants, the Lions. Um, it was it was pretty crazy for them to come back like that. But you never can take out someone who has uh, – or, or discount a team that has Aaron Rodgers, um, except that they, they kind of went away from Rodgers a bit in that they, they relied on Aaron Jones and they finally went run first and run heavy, which I think is what they need to do because they don't really have the wide receivers to – to keep up. I mean, although Christian Watson did have a breakout game, but the, the fact that I mean, well, Dobbs is hurt, Lazard is hurt. Um, it, yeah, the Packers are the Packers are struggling, but um, you know, the, it's just one of those things where you know the Packers are still four and six, and with the way the NFC is shaping up this year, they are going to need a lot of help to get back into it. Um, the Cardinals and the Rams, uh, the battle of Colt McCoy versus John Walford. Um, heck of a game. <laughs> kidding. Um, the Rams are just awful, man. The, the Ra- and now they lost Cooper Cup for possibly the year. They had, sprained an- yeah. had surgery on a sprained ankle. If they keep losing games, it might not make sense for them to um, activate him again. And it's not so much that the Cardinals – won this game because they're out of it. They're not good enough to get themselves back in the playoff race. This conversation is about the Rams. And it's not so much this year because I think it's it's a given that they're not going to accomplish much this season. If they do somehow get themselves back in the playoffs, there's much better teams in the NFC that I think will make uh, quick work of them. But this is about the future of the Rams. They don't have any draft. I mean, you know what they did. They basically – sold their soul for that Super Bowl last year. Matthew Stafford, they got it. <laughs> they got it Power to them, they got it. But. I mean, Matthew Stafford, you had no choice. But Matthew Stafford, how much is left in the tank, clearly, um, just clearly does not have the juice anymore. Elbow injury, concussion protocol, even besides that, doesn't seem like he's the same guy as last year. Um, Aaron, you know, Aaron Donald is probably going to be done after this year. Sean McVay is talking about once this core breaks up, he's done. Um, this is a, this is a team that, which is hard to believe because Sean McVay is not, you know, he's not old. He's one of the youngest coaches in the NFL. Is he even 40 yet? Like, I don't know. No, he's not. And so that that's one of the things that you look at, and it's just like this Rams team is cooked, cooked for yeah. 
the foreseeable future, unless they sell the farm and get first round picks, which there's not many people on that team that will collect first round picks for you at this point in their careers. Cause you're not trading Cooper cup. Um, and that's probably it. So <laughs> Jalen Ramsey might, but I don't know why you'd want to trade Jalen Ramsey either. Um, <clears throat> this is a team in trouble. Yeah. I mean, they don't have any picks. You're right. They sold it uh, for uh, a Super Bowl. You know, they got it. So more power to them. Like, if that's the strategy you want, your name's in the record books, you have that Super Bowl. No one can take that away from you. Um, but, yeah, your team might be in a swift rebuild very quickly. Like, yeah, a tanking rebuild. Like, and tanking, and you're not even going to have your picks for at least, I think their, their next one is in, like, 2024, 2025. So at yeah. least this year or next year, they don't have a pick, I think. So uh, first round let's... pick, that is. Go to the Sunday night football game. The Niners beat the Chargers. The Chargers, once again, are coming up short in big games. Uh, A lot of question marks there. They do have the talent. They're a banged-up team, so uh, there's some excuse there for right now. Keenan Allen just has died and doesn't play anymore. Mike Williams is dead. Come back, yeah. (laughs) Um, So... um, Which leads us to the Monday night game where the Eagles... Uh, undefeated quest came to an end. Uh, the commanders surprised uh, me. Honestly, they played a very hard fought game credit to the commanders. They did play very well, um, but the Eagles shot themselves on the foot a couple times. Didn't play their best football still had a chance to win. Um, and I don't like to blame referees for games. I, I That's not the Avenue I ever like to go. And a loss in the NFL is inevitable. There's a reason why the 1972 Dolphins are the only team to ever go undefeated. Um, It's very hard to do in this league. However, the combination of a face mask right in front of the referee that was not called resulted in a Dallas Goddard injury that landed him on IR for four games resulted in a fumble that changed the complete direction of that game. Eagles were driving and had the ball late in the game to go ahead. They were down two at the time, um, and they it turned into a commander's field goal. It got up by uh, a touchdown, and then the Eagles made a defensive stop on the commander's last drive to get the ball back with about 140 and change left. Taylor Heineke sits there, tries to take a knee. However, did it very awkwardly. And in the middle of Brandon Graham and Josh Sweat about to absolutely murder him. They tried their hardest to brace him, and if you look at the replay, Brandon Graham literally bear hugs him to try to keep him upright because he knew he was not stopping himself running into Taylor Heineke at that point. Mm-hmm. And they threw a flag for a late hit, automatic first down. Eagles had no timeout. That's how the game ended. It was almost like, Taylor, that the NFL was like, no, definitely can't have the Eagles go undefeated. Don't want that. We need to find a way to make sure this team loses. Um, but it's just it's frustrating. It's one thing to lose. I get it. I'm not beating myself up over one loss um, because they are still the best team, in my opinion, in the NFL right now. Um, 
But it's just <clears throat> when the talk of being undefeated and going undefeated starts to get into the second half of the season, you start to really look at it. And it sucks to see it end that way. Not that it ended, but to see it end that way. Well, you know, the Eagles, I like, I know that technically the game was over and like you lost the game, quote unquote, because of that last call. But even if you got the ball back, there's no guarantee you would have scored. I put more of the blame on the fumble when you were like, Oh, Kez Watkins fumbling. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That, that beautiful like, that bomb that James, that like, beautiful uh, bomb Jalen had. And yeah. then Kez, but that, oh yeah, I don't, he, he, he had it and he was on the ground and he wasn't touched. So he was like, let me try to go be a hero and, and go make a play. And he got caught from behind, didn't realize anybody was behind him and he fumbled the fucking ball. Yeah, yeah that so hurt. Like, that, that's the reason you were even in that position to begin with on defense, trying to make a stop in order to get the ball back with no timeouts and less than two minutes to go. Like, it would have been very tough. Like, not impossible by any means, but tough with no timeouts to drive down the field like that. Yeah, I mean, um, we've seen the Eagles offense as explosive as they have been this year do it yeah, in that situation. But, but so. not against this team right then, the whole night, like it was going that's against fair. you. Like, like you know, you only put up 21 points. And and so, I, I don't know. I, I, obviously, like, you know, the last play you saw was the shit, and I was watching too, and I was like, damn, man, like, come on. Like, what? let them play. I wanted to see the Eagles try. In fact, I had a bet on Devonta Smith, his over. His, and his, well, and – and you could just see it was 55 and it was a 53 and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And and you could just see everybody in shock that they threw that flag. Yeah. I mean, I think it was ridiculous. And, um, but yeah, but, but the Eagles lost that on that play. I think the, the Watkins, the fumble was really like a back. Yeah. No, like you, you had such a long gain and it was just boop, gone. And, and, and you know what? I always, I always like to say, especially now, I will take the bad game now. Get it out of your system. Refocus. Flush it. You know where you're at. You're still the number one seed. You're still leading the division. You still got everything in front of you. It's okay. It happens. I get it. Um, you know, every good team has bad games. That's allowed. That that can happen. Um, it's, you know, good teams find a way to fix the problems, and I'm sure the Eagles will have the no Chiefs problem. lost to the Frank Reich-led Colts this year. It happened. I was there, there. you go. Awesome. That's right. It was awesome. That's they right. Were, they didn't look themselves. And, and now they've been great. Yeah, of course. The Chiefs Eagles. The Chiefs. And the, and the Eagles, the year, that game. The, the year they won the Super Bowl and went 13-3, and three, they lost to the Seahawks, and the Seahawks were god-awful that year. It happens. Um, so – it is what it's it is. Weird that it happened at the link, though. That's I think that's the other thing too. Like we lost at home. We never like it's one. The <clears throat> Eagles, no matter how bad of a football team they are, it takes a lot for them to lose at home. They don't lose at home often. <clears throat> so it was just a bad game, and you know we're just gonna move on. We're just gonna move on to <laughs> Week Eleven, Taylor, and it kicks <clears throat> off. Uh, when the show airs tonight, Thursday, uh, with Tennessee and Green Bay. This is actually – I mean, if Green Bay plays up to the potential that they did last week, this might be a pretty damn good game to watch. Um, I, I mean, Tennessee sitting at first place. Heck of a coaching job by Mike Vrabel, to be honest with you, because this Tennessee team is not um, talented, to say the least. They have no passing attack 
whatsoever. Um, but, you know, they, they've been playing very hard defensively, obviously ride the coattails of Derrick Henry. And then obviously we know the Packers issues as well. Um, but I, I don't know if something clicked last week with the Packers, but I'm in the under the impression that, you know, if Watson continues the momentum, uh, they might have found something on offense. It is in Lambeau Field. I am going to take the Packers in this game. Okay. Um, you know, I I really want the Packers to win because I need the Packers. I'm sure you do. <laughs> um, but I think I'm going to go with the Titans, um, unfortunately, because I, I don't know that the Packers figured it out, but I know that it's going to be harder to run the ball against uh, the Titans' front seven uh, than it was in, in the game, I, well, the, the Cowboys. But, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I like the Titans' front line, and I, I really do think that they're not going to let Aaron Jones run for 138 yards. And so I, I don't know if you can rely on the magic of Christian Watson without that. And the Titans, I mean, you know, they, they use Derrick Henry, and he's their whole offense. But you know what? It works for them. They don't score a lot of points, but they hold their opponents no. low too. So that's 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 how they win. That's their – it's ground and pound football and strong defense. Chicago at Atlanta opens up the Sunday slate. And this is really, really, um, you look at this game though, and I'm looking at how well Justin Fields is playing right now. And Atlanta is obviously not a very good football team. Um, it's getting to the point where Marcus Mariota is starting to become unwatchable. The cries for Desmond Ritter to get some action is That's getting louder. Or whatever, where he just Ugly. Ugly, ugly, ugly. Yeah, ugly, 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 ugly. Um, I am going to go with Justin Fields and the Bears in this one. Um, I just, the way both teams are playing, I get Chicago lost to Atlanta or um, Detroit last week, and, you know, they kind of blew that, but Atlanta isn't playing very good football right now. And you don't, you don't know which Atlanta team is going to show up each week. Like one week they look like, Hey, now Atlanta might be figuring something out. And then next week uh-huh. they look like they did last week against Carolina. Um, you at least know Chicago each and every week is going to be playing hard. So I'm going to go with the bears. Um, yeah, I guess I'll go with the bears. I don't like it either way. It's a, I feel like, no, it's, it's a, a very ugly game for me. And I wouldn't be surprised that the Falcons won this game and looked good, like you said, but they're really inconsistent. Not that the Bears are consistent, but the one thing that has been consistent the last three, four, or five weeks at least has been Justin Fields and his unlocked ability to just run the ball whenever he wants for ridiculous amounts of yardage and touchdowns. So I'll go with the Bears too. Carolina at Baltimore, I don't think we really have to speak much on this one um baltimore should handle carolina at home yeah if they don't then it's a yeah then it's a big problem for carolina or uh uh, baltimore yeah uh yeah just a bit uh this next game i don't know how many of you have been paying attention to the news lately it's been talked about a significant amount cleveland at buffalo (laughs) Now you're probably thinking you're thinking like Bryce, what are you talking about? Nothing's really going on. Josh Allen's elbow injury. Deshaun Watson's not back yet. Yeah, he can practice. No, 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 no. They are calling for up to starting really tonight. It is going to be snowing Thursday till Monday. There, they're calling for up to six feet 
of snow in Buffalo. Um, they are, I mean, they're talking about possibly trying to postpone this game. Um, they don't know if this game's going to be played. <clears throat> I think this game is going to be played. They, there, there hasn't really been any momentum, um, towards postponing this game, but, um, if this game is in a blizzard, good luck to you. However, because of the weather conditions, Taylor, you look at the running game, <laughs> and I'm looking at the Browns with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Yeah. No way, no way in my right mind on a normal playing field would I pick the Browns to beat the Bills. Do I think the Browns are better than the Bills? Absolutely, positively not. However, the Browns' defense is pretty good. Yeah, they got torched by Miami. That, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I look at Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt versus Devin Singletary and Naheem Hines. That's not exactly close to me. And if they're calling for six feet of snow, you ain't throwing the ball much. You're not throwing the ball very far because you're not going to be able to see the football. I'm looking at this run game, and I'm looking at Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, and I'm thinking the Browns are winning this football game. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Um, it's it's going to be very tough um, for the Bills to move the ball, I would think. I, I, I think they can find a way, but I I think I'll lean Browns as well, just because, I mean, if, if I mean, more short think about it. If world, you think – if you think – if you think about, by the way, for you betting heads out there, the over-under is 43 and a half points. Yeesh. Um, they'll be lucky to put six points on this board. Um, uh, yeah. I, you think your field goal kicking in the – I, I was going to say, I just – Taylor, I just dropped – I love Tyler Bass as my kicker. I just dropped him because I'm like, I'm – why would I start Tyler Bass this week? I Yeah. And I don't care about kicker enough to keep them. I'm not dropping someone else on my team. Um, so if you have a bill, obviously if you have Josh Allen, you probably don't have a better option. But I'd consider if you have one, starting the other player because nobody in this game on besides Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt is startable. <laughs> nobody else is startable. Yeah, no. Uh, I well, I mean, we'll talk about it more. Um, when we do our fantasy studs and duds, I'm sure. But uh, no, no. If if this game is in a blizzard, it makes it very uh, hard to rely on almost anyone. But I think Chubb would be one, of, and maybe Kareem Hunt too could be a guy you can rely on. And Singletary is going to get a run. I don't, I don't know if he's going to be successful with the the defense he's facing, but he's going to be relied on to do something. And if they don't, he's going to have to. Yeah, that's what I mean. And like the Bills are going to crash and burn real quick if they can't get anything moving with Singletary or and or Hines. Uh, Washington coming off, obviously, the win against my birds on Monday night. Head down to Houston, who is not very good, but stingy. They, you know, they played the Giants close last week. They, they do have a very good defense. Uh, Damian Pierce is very exciting. However, they are not very good. And the commanders with Taylor Heineke have shown oh. a little bit of something. And Chase... <laughs> And, and Chase Young is back this week, Taylor. Um, I'm going to oh, take really? the Commanders. Yeah, I'm going to take them too. I mean, I uh, the the Texans are bad. Like they may be the worst team in the league. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. If it's them. not Vegas, it's definitely Houston. Yeah, and so like yeah, they have a fun guy in Pierce, but I don't think it. I mean, 
you know, any team can be any team, and especially the Commanders. I don't think they're not world bidders, but they do seem to be playing better with Heineke, so I'd, I'd go with them. <sighs> the moment we've been waiting for, Taylor. <laughs> the Eagles travel to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Um, I don't care if it's Matt Ryan. I don't care if it's Sam Ellinger. It's gonna be Matt Ryan. Um, but it's definitely gonna be Matt Ryan. Um, the Eagles have the thing is that defense really flourishes, especially when a quarterback is not very mobile, and that is Matt Ryan. Um, they're gonna have to try to rely on the run with Jonathan Taylor, and I think it's gonna be pretty obvious what the Colts are going to do. And I think the Eagles defense will adjust accordingly. Um, the Colts would like to keep it close by running the football. Um, however, I don't think the Eagles offense will allow the Colts to be able to do that. So I think that the Colts are going to be outplayed out of their game script. And I think the Eagles win by, and they're angry. They're pissed off after last week. Um, Eagles by, I'm going to give a final prediction on this one. I'm going to go Birds 38, Colts 13. You're muted. I know I I know I sent you into a tizzy, but you muted yourself. What I'm saying is that is ridiculous <clears throat> because the Colts with Jeff Saturday are our new team. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, the offensive line. Beat they, the Raiders. They, they need they need the uh running game to be successful too. But it's not like they're gonna rely <laughs> on it totally because they run they love to run a lot of uh, RPOs and uh play action yeah, that because the... because that Matt Ryan RPO is really gonna fool people. <laughs> well, I mean it worked pretty well last week. I know it's the Raiders, but I mean come on. <laughs> It's been, it's worked in the games that they've won, which has been you know the five games that or the four games that he's had uh, fourth quarter comebacks. Hopefully he doesn't have to have a fourth quarter comeback, um, but our defense obviously is going to have to play uh, very 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 good. And you lost um, Darius Leonard for the season, which is going to be a big blow. Not really, because he hasn't been playing like at all all season, so it doesn't really affect the defense all that much. He's played in maybe two games, and he was mm-hmm. out of one uh, through that. It sucks to not have him because obviously I think the defense could be even better. Like they're good, but they could be even better if they had him. Um, but he's only had, he's only played in two games. He had a pick in one of the two games he played and that's how freaking good he is. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it, it sucks that we can't have him, but it doesn't change the defense at all. Uh, as long as we have Buck and uh, Grover Stewart and uh, Stefan Gilmore, we'll be all right. Um, oh, and so, so yeah, who are you picking? <laughs> I'm picking the Colts. I'm picking the Colts. Oh, I'm going to give you a God. final score prediction of Colts uh, 28, Eagles 25. Mm. It's going to be close. If that, if that's mm-hmm. the result, man. There's some issues in, in, on Broad Street. Um, <laughs> Jeff Saturday is the truth. Yeah, okay. Um We'll see you on Sunday. The Ra- beating the Raiders is one thing. Beating the Eagles is going to be another one. Um, the Commanders pulled it off, so. Okay, the Commanders are a much better team than the Colts. A much better team? Hold your fucking horses there. I, there's not many teams I think are much worse than the Colts, buddy. The I, Colts I mean, have I hate a top to bring 10, to possibly you. top five defense. They just have a shit offense, except for last week and the first week. <laughs> in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. Go Colts. <laughs> um, 
Uh, the Jets take on the Patriots. And if the Jets win this game, Taylor, they are in, and you hear me correctly, first place in the AFC East. They will hold the tiebreaker over the Dolphins for the better division record, and they will be first place in the AFC East if the Jets win this football game. If you think the Jets are losing this one, you're absolutely correct. The Patriots are winning. <laughs> I'm, pretty sure, uh, I'm pretty sure the Jets would also be last in the division if they lose this game. So That's, that's uh, phenomenal. It's, it's a pretty good swing. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm going with the Patriots because you know, if you give someone, you know, the one person in the world that I'd ask to destroy a quarterback who's not – Like Zach Wilson? It's, yeah. It's Bill Belichick. Yeah. That's what he did to Sam Ellinger, and that was unfair for the Colts to put him in that situation. He and he did it to Zach Wilson two weeks ago. So And he did it so, to Zach Wilson two weeks ago. He's done it again. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I'm with you on uh, that one. Patriots are going to win. As much as I'd love to see the Jets win, I can't do it. I'm Zach sorry. Wilson's not the answer. He's just not. Uh, this game Jets fans. This game really has turned out to be quite a pooper. Um, the Rams travel to New Orleans to take on the Saints. The Saints are awful. There's actually talk that James Winston might play this week. Um, Matt Stafford is still in concussion protocol. Uh, John Walford might start again. They're without really? Cooper Cup. Um, yeah. Both teams are te- both teams are not good. Um, but I am going to take the consent the more overall talent with the Rams. I hate it. I don't like it. Really, I'm, I'm going to go with the Rams over the Saints because I'm rooting for the Saints to keep losing. We yeah, have that well, pick. I'm, Give me a top I'm, three pick. Give me I'm a top three pick for Tennessee to be bad too. But that doesn't mean I'm going to pick them over the Packers. Uh, I, I am trusting – I am I am thinking that Matthew Stafford plays in this game. I think he passes concussion. Yeah, but even if he does, who's he going to throw to? Allen Robinson and Tyler <laughs> Allen Robinson. Do you hear yourself? What has he ever thrown to Allen Robinson? He He's going to start having to. Exclusively. Exclusively. And Tyler Higby. That's it. And without Cooper Cup, that offense is going to look booty. And then if he doesn't play, oh, it's going to be even worse. Let me be clear. This entire game is booty. I'm not saying like the Rams are going to go out here and be the soup defending Super Bowl champions. I, I have to pick a team. The Saints are not very good. We just saw them really stick it up the past couple weeks here. I'm going with the Saints. They have at least a decent defense. They have Kamara. They have weapons. And they have Olave. I just think the Rams don't have enough right now. They lost their best player in Cooper Cup, and I don't think that you can recover from that, especially when you're already having a down season. If they were having a great season and then they lost Cup, it's like, okay, maybe you can adjust. But the Rams have shown no hope of adjusting at all to anything. So, no, I'm going Saints. We got the Giants and the Lions, and I really want to pick the Lions. I really – I so want to pick the Lions. (laughs) I, I won't. They're not playing very well right now. Um, I'll go with the Giants, which, whatever. That is what it is. I'm picking the Giants as well. They're just so not this good. They're just so not this good, and it drives me absolutely nuts. Um, Broncos. (laughs) Broncos and the Raiders. Um, I don't know what could be more gross than this. I agree with you. um, This is awful. God. At least it's not nationally televised. Jesus. Well, I mean, it's a four o'clock game. We're stuck with the Chargers for a second week, though. Um, yeah. Oh, God. 
I think because it's in Denver, Denver has the better defense. I'm going to go with the Broncos. I don't it's feel be a gross I, game. I don't think the, the either team's going to put up a ton of points. If it's probably going to be like a freaking like they just like the Broncos and the Titans, it might be the opposite, like 17-10. Like yeah. they just put up 10 points and Broncos slip to 17 somehow. Yeah, I think the Broncos win. I, I don't I don't have a reason for you. I have flipped the coin just now in my head, and that's where it landed, Broncos. <laughs> uh, so you're going, you're going Denver, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh boy, um, Dallas at Minnesota. Oh, this is such a game that Minnesota loses. I'm going with the Cowboys. I'm going to ride with Minnesota. It's it's not quite a 1 o'clock game. It's a 4 o'clock game, so the new nightmare might not make an appearance. But I'm going to go with Minnesota riding off the high of that win over Buffalo um, and the Cowboys riding the low of their loss to the Packers. I, I just think the Vikings can get it done. I, 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 Maybe I'm eating my words, but I, I think they get it. The reason I'm picking Dallas is because this is a game that I expect Dallas to lose, so they're going to win. Yeah. Fair That's enough. why I'm picking Dallas. Um, the Bengals – and the Steelers, um, the Steelers have proven for a couple weeks now that they are one of the worst teams in football. They are just absolutely unwatchable. Um, I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Yeah, I'll go Cincinnati too. I think just more talent on all fronts. Uh, yeah, not that's the not... defense because the Steelers do did get TJ Watt back, but um, so that's the only thing they have going for him. But I mean, they can't really run the ball with Najee Harris the way he is. So I'm going Bengals. Yeah, when Jalen Warren is taking snaps away from Najee Harris, no bueno. Um, <laughs> Kansas City, and we told you, we told you, do not draft Najee Harris this year. I hope you all listened. Um, Kansas City and the Chargers, look, the Chargers are banged up. They are banged up, and they are not a very well-coached team. The Chiefs are feeling themselves a little bit, and it's looking like Darius Toney is going to be a problem. Um, yes. And uh, what a pickup by them! I am so happy yeah. I have him in fantasy. Oh my god, he, is, he might be a league winner. Honestly, he that's looked, what I'm did thinking. You see, did you see the video of him like um, fixing his gloves mid route and then yep. just like and just you know destroy two and and, and you know the thing about Tony like Miko Hardman they've put in the Tyree Cole uh, <clears throat> role. You can't really put Juju there. Tony may be the second fastest player in the NFL to Tyreek Hill. So this is, I I mean, this is a guy that really truly does fit that mold. And I think that's why they went out to get him. Yeah, I agree with you. I think if you have Kadarius Tony, he's a must start each and every week. And he might be a league winner for you as well, because guess what? Juju's out and Miko Harmon might be out as well. So, You put two and two together outside of Travis Kelsey. They don't have, you know, they're kind of going running back by committee. And Clyde Edwards-Alaire is dead to Andy Reid at this point, it seems. Um, <laughs> Kadarius Tony, man, he is going to be involved in a big way. Big yeah. way. I mean, he had 19 points, I think, last week. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, he's not even fully, you know, involved in the playbook yet. Yeah. The first week that he played, he didn't do very much at all. I think he had one catch because obviously they were integrating him into the playbook. The second one, you know, you start to see it. And then as, you know, Patrick Mahomes now trusts him even more, I think he'll he'll just keep peppering him and it's going to be ridiculous. I think it's actually a could be a huge pickup for them moving forward. I, I agree. 
I agree with you. And it's just kind of funny to me that the Giants gave up on it. Um, (coughs) The Niners, you're picking Kansas City, right? Of course. Okay. Well, you never know. The Chargers were your Super Bowl pick this year, so yeah. Well, if they maybe if they had Keenan Allen and Mike Williams playing, but I I don't know if either one of them is going to actually be suiting up. Monday Night Football: San Francisco and Arizona. Um, Arizona is likely without Kyler Murray and could be without Colt McCoy <laughs> as well. Which I love Trace McSorley to death. Love, <laughs> love him, love him. A dime. However, <laughs> he might be starting against the <laughs> Niners and it's not going to go very well for a Niners team that it just would be a little too much for the Cardinals to handle right now. Um, even with Kyler Murray, even with Kyler Murray, <laughs> it takes and if it's Tracy so. Sorley, then oof, tall task. San Francisco is going to win this game. We both uh, will agree on that, which yes, wraps up our week 11 preview and <sighs> prediction. Big week for us. Very big week for us between you and I. We're going to be glued to it. I'm going to be. I I have to turn it off halfway through. but You probably will, but that's okay. We'll we'll see. We'll see. You know, we'll cross that. And and Jeff Saturday, I trust. He's going to lead us to the promised land. You don't really have a choice there, bud. Um, I don't want to have to have a choice. when When the thing came down, the news came down, I was shocked. Beyond belief, but I was also like, "This is freaking awesome!" Because you get a legendary Colt Center to play coach and tell these offensive linemen that they need to play up to the contracts that they're getting. Yeah, yeah. Our fantasy studs and duds, Taylor, and uh, we'll go with the studs. I think we talked about it. I think we might have given away what we were thinking a little bit here, but uh, I will give you the first crack at stud. Um, we might have given away part of my dud, but uh, stud, no. I'm going to go stud. I'm going to go with Antonio Gibson of uh, the Commanders because they're playing a very sorry Texans team that is very bad at stopping the run. I think they've given up hundred, oh, close to 150 their last two games, maybe three games in a row. I just think they're a bad, bad team, especially at stopping – well, anything, but the run game is perfectly <laughs> susceptible. Um, and so I, I do think that the commanders, hopefully they give it to say Antonio Gibson over uh, splitting with Robinson. Cause I just think Gibson seems to be the better running back at this point. So I, I expect him to have a big day. I am going to go, I'm going to do two studs because I thought you were going to go with it. And I have two studs that I really like. One is the Browns running backs. And that's where I thought you were going. Um, Browns running backs for obvious reasons. Heavy snow game. They're not going to be able to throw the football much. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, I think both will have very big days because they're going to have to for anybody to do anything. Um, My second one is Kadarius Tony, which I I just (laughs) talked about. Uh, I think Kadarius Tony has arrived. I think Kadarius Tony is going to be a league winner. And you look at this matchup against the Chargers, um, they will be without Nicole Harmon, likely. They will be without Juju Smith-Schuster, which is likely. Tony is going to be option two, maybe even one, for Patrick Mahomes alongside Travis Kelsey. I think Kelsey is just de facto one. Right, right. But Tony can yeah. be a very, very high number two, or 1A, 1B at this point. Um, so mm-hmm. he 
he he has been more involved. This is week three, acclimated with the playbook now. I think Kadarius Tony is going to be a problem from here on out, fantasy wise. Start him with confidence against the Chargers. Listen, you give you give Andy Reid, someone who's as talented as Tony, he's impossible to take down in the open field. Just get him the ball in space, and you know who's one of the best coaches and playmakers in the game today or even ever uh, to do that, and that's Andy Reid. So, yeah, it's it's going to be nasty. He's going to be nasty for the rest of this season, I think, if he stays healthy. Let's rattle off our duds taylor and i'll let you go first once again our dud for week 11 okay so my dud is what we were talking about before i'm going with amari cooper on the browns Mm. listen i think stefan diggs can still be uh productive on the other side because at the end of the day you have josh allen and he can throw it on a dart um, even through wind, I think he'll be able to throw it at least a little bit. So I'm not saying fade Stefan Diggs, but on the other side, Jacoby Brissett, no, don't trust him throwing at all. Um, I've seen him play in the snow. He was on the Colts when the Colts played the Bills in their uh, game. And, you know, he did his thing handing the ball off because that's what you do in a, in a snowstorm. They're not going to be able to throw it very much. And maybe Cooper gets the majority of the targets, but... I mean, Donovan Pipples Jones has been active too, and he's going to be taking away targets from him anyway. And Njoku has been involved yeah, as well. Njoku. And throwing all that on top of the fact that it's going to be a blizzard and they're probably going to run it with two of the best running backs in football that they have. Yeah, I, I don't think, I think it can fade Amari Cooper as much as possible. Uh, if you haven't, you know, ripped the band aid off and given up on this person yet, now is the time. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Um, you and I, Taylor, had as many fantasy points and touches as Clyde Edwards-Alaire did last week. With- which is zero. He played four snaps. Um, and his usage has been decreasing every, every week. And he is clearly the odd man out now in the Chiefs' backfield. As Dave Pacheco is the lead ball carrier, technically, um, for the Chiefs, Jarek McKinnon mm. is a top passing down guy, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire is fighting for scraps, really, after that. This running back room is a mess, and there is no confidence in really any of these guys, as evidenced by the fact that the Chiefs put in a waiver claim for Eno Benjamin this week. They obviously didn't get him because the Texans did, but that kind of shows you that they do not have faith in anybody that they have on the roster, which I think they need to give a shot to Ronald Jones, but that's just me. Um, They, you know, don't try to find a trade for Clyde Edwards Alaire because you're not going to find one. Simply, simply drop Clyde (laughs) Edwards Alaire. It's okay. Nobody's going to pick him up. I promise you. And if they do, it's a wasted roster spot. Um, it sucks because Clyde Edwards-Alaire started off the season pretty hot too. And, you know, he was a first-round pick two years ago. I was so high on Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And I think he's talented. I don't really understand why he's in the doghouse True. in Cleveland. Me neither. Or he in, was uh, playing Kansas well State. in the beginning of the season. I, I, really, was... I still like Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think a change of scenery is what's best for him. And I think if he goes to a system that's more friendly to the running back position – I mean, this is a guy that Andy Reid sat there and compared him to Brian Westbrook. That's not something you do with anybody. Yeah, I don't know why they don't use him. It does, it baffles me because he was doing so well in the beginning of the year. But 
I think it's fair enough that you could probably drop him. And if not drop him, he definitely is the end of your bench. Like, unless you're in a, if you're in a, like a 12 to 15 teamer, like, I guess maybe you're keeping him just for shits and giggles because there's no one else out there. But, um, yeah. Oh, I mean, he's unstartable. In our Godzilla Media League, I mean, first of all, the waiver wire is horrendous. And obviously, I have <laughs> lost Dallas Goddard for the next four weeks. Mm-hmm. And I sent a couple trades out, but of course, nobody wants to, you know, help me out considering I'm the third best team in the league and have the most points forward in the entire league. So no one wants to help me. Um, <clears throat> so I added Trey McBride, who I actually I think might have some nice upside. Um, because he is now tight end one for Arizona behind Zach Ertz. But it was either that or Logan Thomas or Mo Alley Cox or Austin Hooper. I mean, the waiver wire is so bad. So, yeah, if you're in a deep league, you might not have a choice because running backs this year is actually the running back position fantasy-wise is probably the shallowest it's been in a quite a long time. Really um, is. And Clyde Edwards-Alaire surely doesn't help that cause. Yeah. So you might – keep him but i'm telling you you don't have to i would i would be much more confident in even like a matt Breida or a kenny gainwell or a dontrell hilliard a, a handcuff that could be an immediate rb1 if you know the starter goes down um uh-huh. rather than just hang on to clyde edwards Zelaire and hope that maybe he sneaks into a touchdown here and there mm. justin verlander just won the cy young award well, he can go throw himself yeah, into yeah, traffic. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> a little salty there? No, Taylor. No, not at all. <laughs> what kind of fucking uh, question is that? Um, yeah, no. I, I am. The bitterness is real, and it will not go away for some time. Yankees fans, I, I understand. I yep. understand. It's awful. I it's get awful. it. Um. It's I, I get it. And it, it was like, it, and I had a conversation like with a couple people. It was like, you know, if we lost to like even the Yankees or a team like the Red Sox or the Blue Jays or the Rays or, or a team that does it right, like, yeah. you know, a team that's actually like talent, it's one thing. But to just watch those Astros players up there, like nothing ever fucking happened. And and to watch their smugness the entire time. If I had to watch Pena do the little harp thing one more time, I was going to throw a rock (laughs) at my television. Um, They just just suck as humans. The Astros from top to bottom suck as humans. And I I don't want to hear, oh, I'm happy for Dusty Baker. You got to at least be happy for – you know some people actually sat there and said, well, you got to be happy for Dusty Baker. No, I fucking don't. No, I don't. <laughs> Why would I be happy for Dusty Baker? I do not care. I like, yeah, sure, congratulations. He's what you know. He's a great guy. Did a lot for the sport. But you went to the Astros. Fuck you. Like, no. <laughs> you just beat the Astros. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you just beat. You just beat the Phillies in the World Series. No, I'm not going to be happy for Dusty Baker. What kind of statement is that? I just, oh, and that is, if you hear that, that is, yep, Otis is trying to get into my, (laughs) well, I mean, at least he's not barking. Um, No, because now he can't see, like, see the setup's different now. So he can't see out the windows here and I have the door closed. So you don't have the glass door. You can't see other doggos out there and he's not as, uh, not as, 
Not as not as much of a ruckus anymore. Not not as uppity. Yeah, well, he's uppity. Just in <laughs> <laughs> that did not go away. Just now, in uh -huh. different. His favorite thing is to run down into the basement now because we have a big. It's not a finished basement, but it's a big basement. He yeah. likes to, and there's four big beams in the middle of it. He likes to run in circles and just go at. He he gets the zoomies get down his energy there. Just, out. Yeah, no, and. <laughs> Hopefully we'll put in a fence next year in the backyard and yeah. he can have a backyard to just absolutely go bonkers. And so nice. all good, all good things for the young kid. Um, Taylor, this was a good show back at it. Hour, 20 minutes, full fledged. Um, this is a big week for <laughs> us. Uh, go birds. Go um, I did. You you can't you you can't say that with a straight face. Or the shoe, or the shoe, motherfucker. I can't say that with a straight face because we're gonna win. Okay. Bet on it. I might bet the Colts money line too. It's probably fucking good. Why would you waste your money? Why would you waste your your? No, you know what? I bet on the Colts money line on the with the Raiders playing. They worked out. I know the Raiders are not the Eagles, but I have faith. Saturday, I trust. In Saturday. I trust. You have no choice there, my friend. I'm I'm happy that you're happy. I hope nothing but the best for you, except for this week. Um, you are yeah, going well. to get curb stomped. Um, I, I I fully believe you have a very pissed off Eagles team going in there to play a, a down bad Colts team. Um, I don't know. We'll see. But you know what? It's going to be a good week. I'm sure we will be in discussion on Sunday. Um, everybody I'm going to be watching on a stream, so you're going to be probably ahead of me. So I don't really talk to people. Talk. I don't really talk to people during the Eagles. Um, that well, is one thing. If you do, just know that I'm probably a couple minutes behind you. <laughs> I have to like mute all the notifications on my phone. so Because I, I, I follow like, you know, freaking... Uh, Colts beat writers who like live tweet the game and I'm like I don't need this I'm trying to watch it but I'm like a minute behind you sort of like oh what a play by Stefan Gilmore and I'm like oh that Stefan Gilmore is gonna make a play here yeah, uh, <laughs> sometimes that so if the Eagles aren't the local game it's not as bad but I still do get the notifications like as the play is happening so like, wow, what a play by Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts is like in the huddle talking to, yeah. you know, oh reading the play. And I'm like, okay. I want well, with or, the Colts, or, especially at the beginning of the year, it's been like something bad, like, oh, typical Colts. Here they are again. And I'm like, fuck, what's about to fucking happen? Well, and then, and then like an injury happens. Like, so when Jordan Davis got hurt, um, it was a stream because we were playing the Steelers. It wasn't the local game. And I'm like, and I, I just happen to look at my phone and I see Jordan Davis is down and I'm like, what, what do you mean Jordan Davis is down? What happened? What happened? And talking, he's like going down. Yeah. I, 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 poor guys. All right, Taylor, uh, you enjoy the rest of your weekend to our listeners. Enjoy the rest of your week as well. Go birds. Um, no fighting for any shoe on in, in this episode. Um, yeah, okay. All right, whatever.
Um, this was Sports with the Z Coming and a hot. T. We are presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by Mohawk Honda, Johnstone Supply in Troy, and Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. You can find this and every episode on Spotify, Apple, and or YouTube. Follow the Twitter pages that have been on the ticker below this entire episode at sports underscore podcast, as well as mine and Taylor's episodes. Uh, or episodes, Jesus, accounts at ZPrice21 and at TLATS with two T's <clears> and two S's. And, uh, yeah, we will uh, we will ride out this week. Like I said, it's rivalry week for sports with a Z and a T. Go Birds. Fuck the Colts. Um, that's about it. <laughs> and, uh, and All right. Well, love you too. Uh, we will talk to you next week. This was sports with a Z and a T.